Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, Agony Island. The boys keep saying this is the podcast you never knew you needed, but really, I think you knew you needed this all along. Remember, all submissions come from our listeners and can occasionally be well, a bit cheeky or of an adult nature. So if you're easily offended, maybe carry on to a podcast about making, I don't know, cakes or something. So let's join Stephen and Stefan on another episode as they discuss what has happened this week before they set the world to rights for one lucky contributor. Lucky? <laughs> Depends on your definition of lucky. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new term on Agony Island. Yes, the place you, the place you didn't realise you needed to get to. It's a destination. A destination weekly where you can come in, take off your shoes, dip your toes in the water, wriggle them little dogs about without the fear of piranha or sharks nibbling away and possibly taking one of your legs off. Metaphorically, of course, you know, not actually going to happen. If that does happen, that's nothing to do with you listen to the podcast. My name's Stephen Petty. This is... Stephen Ham. Hello, hello. You ever, you ever been scared of getting your leg bitten off by a shark? Where? In Seaburn? I don't know. When I'm in bed, I don't have clean hanging over the side. You know, I can't that as a kid. No, no. I don't. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, you know what I used to be scared of as a kid, what? right? That. You know that, like, you know the Critters movie. You know oh, those yes. little things that used to yeah. like that formed a massive ball that would yeah. roll around and like eat yeah. people. I used to always worry that they were like under my bed, ready to like eat my leg. Oh, yeah. Do you know the little kid from the Critters for them? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no, that's the third one. Oh, okay. The first one. No. Right, okay. You're a fan of Orville. Yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the ginger guy in Orville? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, well. That was his first film, yeah. Well, I'm glad he kept up with the acting then, so that's good. Hey, look, not only have we discovered that sharks don't live under your bed, Mm. Oh, that somebody's had a useful child career and has went on to be successful. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, what have you been up to? Oh, it's just been January. I hate January, honestly. You know yeah. what, like, you know how I said last time that I hate December as well, and I just can't be bothered to do You're anything. You're not a fan of most seasons, honestly. No, no, it's it's just winter. I think, honestly, mm. I think I might have to start like buggering off in like in the winter and just like december and january and just sort of like yeah you know taking some unpaid leave and disappearing to somewhere exotic like that would be nice cayman islands or something what for yeah have you ever been to skegness um i think so have i i don't know no i don't think i have actually (laughs) no Maybe, I, I think I'm thinking of Seaburn, not Seaburn. Yeah. Um, Scarborough, thinking of Scarborough. Yeah. That's where I'm I've thinking. I'm going to say hello to Ian, by the way, who is a listener to the podcast, who likes to point out that they can tell the um, the surprise in yourself when you get more and more high pitched when you try to question yourself. And I've I'd forgotten about that till you just did that. Then I'm like, have I been just saying yes? Have I? Yes, I have. <laughs> I just noticed that there. Thanks, Ian, pointing that out. I appreciate that, miss. Oh, that really explains why, like, when I get really surprised, no one can yeah. understand me. And well, well, this is it. Only yeah. dogs, dogs, yeah, dogs really, and you know? dolphins can only hear me at that time. <laughs> well, he also he also pointed out, he goes, I can always tell when you're not sure about something Stephen said, because you go, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do I? Do I? He went, yeah, he goes, he go, uh. He goes, mm. it's not, yeah, or, mm-hmm. He go, uh. I was like, I don't 
I think he used to do that on the radio as well, actually. But I don't know where someone's going to. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah, we do that. Uh, but yeah, so it's just been January. It's been yeah. January. I haven't really been doing a great deal. I've basically been getting my life back in order. You yeah. know, getting myself to work, going to, um, you know, getting myself back to the gym. You know, the usual stuff. Just keeping yeah. yourself going. That's all you've got to do in January. Keep yourself going until better days come in March. That's I, well, what I've, I been, do. I've been scratching around looking for gigs and doing work, right? Mm. I did a gig on New Year's Day. And it was one of those ones which kind of went, yeah, I need to take I need to take a couple of days off. I need to take a little <laughs> break, yeah. <laughs> I did a gig. Now, New Year's Day is normally a really busy day for shows. Because if you go around Durham, there's all the social clubs. Mm. And ones which are still open, people come along and they don't go New Year's Eve, they go New Year's Day. And they celebrate. That's the way it's done in Durham. And it's surrounding areas. And what happens is that people book a table, they bring their own snacks along with them. Mm-hmm. You know, the celebration tins come out filled with sausage rolls and things like that. They all share their little tables and it's lovely. Now, mm, normally, nice. I want yeah. like two or three in the afternoon. I was not on at this venue till eight o'clock at night. Right. And um, a lot of people had been thrown out right. as I was walking in the venue. So what time did you start, did you say? I started at 8 o'clock, but they'd been drinking since 11. Oh, see, I thought you said you were there since, like, 3 o'clock. No, and I was no. until normally the time I go on. Right. People are merry and enjoying themselves. On this one, they were, you know, like, passed out in recovery position. Right, yeah. I mean, when you did describe, when you said that you were going to be there from three, I thought you'd been held captive as well if you were going to be yeah, there. I, that no, I got stuck in the back room. They goes, yeah, here's the dressing room. Oh, yes, you sent us that. <laughs> you I wondered what that was about. Do you know what it is? We might put the video up on socials to give people. Yes, in fact, yes. I shall put the video up that I sent, sent to you mm. on the socials when this episode drops. Um, yeah. uh, the, the glamorous dressing room with stained mattress like with some of them hellraiser behind it oh see why is there a mattress in there that's that's creepy vibes that that's well, like yeah, you went the one sat in there it's like harvey weinstein vibes that like why is that there i walked out on stage and there was an inflatable zimmer for you oh yeah in you the, sent us that as well in oh. the middle of the dance floor uh-huh my favorite one was the woman who was in one of them little rascal scooters mm-hmm and every time she laughed, she put her foot down and went forward slightly. <laughs> oh, it was honestly. You did send me a video of that from you on the stage, and it was, <laughs> it was absolute. It was dead for one thing. Four hundred people like, in. Four hundred people in. I was left left for the last forty odd. Yeah, there was like there was like hardly anyone there. I, honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, if you managed to stop your comedy set and take a video of what was going on yeah, in that room, yeah, yeah. and that kind of showed the atmosphere. What well, is? It was a beautiful gig, though. It was the ones who were there really enjoyed it. But, and here's the but, I just sat there when good after doing all the Santa stuff and all the other gigs like that. I was like. I need to take a week here. I need mm. to take her because this bloke came up was in the toilets. And I, 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 oh, I, did he? Well, yeah. Oh, Some I, of my best stories start like that. Listen to me thinking I'm George Michael. Oh, it's been too long, mate. It's been too long. 
they had this toilet book was lower down than the other ones. You ever seen the Philip Uncle book when he goes to try and use a child's urinal? It's been years since I've seen. Uh, I can't remember that I was, scene. I had to kind of. It was weird the position of it and the way it was. I had to not kneel, but I had to kind of like lower me hips. Right. And I'm like, okay, right. So I'm trying to. Trying oh, to it's, a, it's a child's urinal, then, is it? Kind of like I don't know if mm-hmm. it's somebody who's I don't right. I don't know if it's a really PC club. And they've lowered right. the urinal because they have kids coming in, or maybe they've got somebody there who is of smaller stature and can't reach the big urinal. Mm. Right? Now. I know, but it, it's easier. Like, if you're taller than it, it doesn't really matter. Like, you still can just aim for it. It, well, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I know, but I'm a bloke with a prostate over the age of 51, mate. So that's just how, like, I've got to, you know, I'll get, I hate those people who pee outside the urinal, so you've got to get in close. Well, I hate people who pee in urinals. I'm so jealous of them because I can't do it. What? You know I can't pee in urinals. Have I ever told what? you this? No. no I, have, I have performance anxiety, so I can't pee in a urinal. I could, honestly, I just stand there holding me knob. Yeah. Not doing anything. Just willing myself to pee. Yeah. I can be bursting and I just can't pee I just stand there honestly it's horrendous the only time I've ever been able to manage it was when there was nobody around and every now and then I'll test myself if there's no one around I'll then do it but as soon as as someone comes in stops and I'm like this is awful this is horrendous I when I go to festivals it's the worst because yeah they usually have those like um urinals and stuff don't they so it's pretty easy for blokes to go and pee I, I can't still don't the idea there. They're just like well, not. I can't use them anyway. I just stand, and then um, I just stand there, like, and there's the ones where they're like opposite each other. So you're just sort of looking at the person next to you while you're holding your knob, trying to have a pee, and I'm yeah. just standing there holding my knob, looking like a pervert because I can't pee, and it just looks like I've gone in just to stand there when actually I just can't pee. So I have to go the porta lose it's awful my, it's my, awful my, my, i've had one of those ones where you, you you stand there and you're looking opposite somebody at a festival one this book was in a baker rally first of all well done on them for using the radar because most of them just stand and slash wherever they are ew uh and this this bloke he stood opposite he's having a pee and i'm standing there you know having a pee and then he puts both his arms up and stretches audibly no, yeah, no, like, you know what? That that's some sort of like alpha male sort oh, of like. Completely, oh, completely. Piss off! No, I'm completely. not happy with that. I was just like, how am it? No, if somebody did that in front of me, honestly, the ex- like you can see the expression on my face now. Like yeah. that would have been happening there and then with that. Well, it was a very like, good no. look in the skull tattoo on his neck, which was nice. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah, I think I probably. The thing is, you know me, and I have a very expressionate face. If somebody does something <laughs> like really weird, like that opposite me, at a urinal, I'd just be there holding me knob, not peeing. <laughs> And this guy would be there, you know, doing his alpha male stretching, yeah, yeah. and my face will just be glaring at him and sort of going, yeah. And then, you know, I'll probably be thrown out of a window. Well, it was in a field, so it was all right. There was no windows, but it was no there. windows, no window. I'd just be thrown at a cow or something. Then, well, fine. Well, to be honest with you, she was a lovely lady. She was called Sheila. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it it is. I can understand that. I always try to go if there's a trap there. I always try to go to the trap. But What's anyway, a trap? Uh, toilet, 
trap because I always think they look like the things you get from the greyhounds. Right. Where they put the dogs in and then they go, release the traps and the dogs run it. All right, okay, fine. I mean, I don't go to the dogs, but clearly you do. But... I've been a couple of times. Yeah. I've yeah. booked you as a jockey. <laughs> I should take you to the dogs one night. Oh, it sounds like slang for something dodgy. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Honestly, there was a work night out once to the dogs, yeah. um, and I didn't go, surprisingly. Um, yeah, hey, not to me. You always, you always, you always watch which ones have the shape beforehand, because that'll run faster. Did you not know that? No, that can't be a thing. In case it's true, you sit watching a whole, which ones went for a shape beforehand. And you're not How like, heavy you... is this shite? What are they feeding them? Metal uh, balls? They're whippets. Okay. I've been eating a lot of soup recently. Oh. Oh, well, it is January, that is. time of year. It's just awful. I, I keep banging on about it, but it's that time of year. Crap soup. That's what you eat. I've been eating a protein soup, which is like a protein pea and spinach soup. Honestly. Uh, oh, it's... Oh, no. Do you know what I've been doing? I've what? been going to the whoops aisle and getting oh. the gadgets on whoops and then yeah. just blitzing it down into soup. All oh, right, Okay. It's my yellow sticker soup. That's what I like to call it. Oh, but you never quite know what you're going to get in that reduction aisle. God, what's even in your soups? But yellow sticker soup is quite a catchy little name. So if it is nice, you could probably like patent that and start making it on the side as a bit of a side hustle. And the tagline could be, you never know what you're going to get. Well, I am thinking of doing a, if I, if I do lose weight, I'm going to do Steph's, Steph's. Stop being fat, cookbook. Mm. I mean, if all you're eating is Blitz Veg, that's probably a really good way of doing it. Ah, tell you what, it's amazing. I'm like a, I'm like a greyhound when I got the love, you know? Oh. <laughs> Come on, face. <laughs> I said that just to see your face. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to expand on that and explain why? <laughs> no, 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 because I got a trap. Anyway, so I was in this toilet, right? And uh, this bloke comes up and he goes, you're a bit of a wobbler. I went, wow. You are. And he went, you're a bit of a wobbler. Now, as a fat bloke, I'm going, see, take my piss out of me for being fat. Well, that's where I went. Well, that's where I went. Mm -hmm. What I didn't realise was he saw us stand up and took my shirt in from half kneeling to use this urinal. Right. And uh, that's what apparently afterwards he keeps, I wasn't calling you fat. I was like, all right. And he goes, which room are you in? I goes, I'm in the I'm in the concert room. And he went, oh, so am I. I went, oh, come and enjoy my show. I can't wait to get on. I thought, I'm having your life, mate. And, um, oh, I ripped him. I ripped him. I said he came in, and I goes, he's dressed like he's on country file. And people went, he's a farmer. Amazing. I was like, all right. So he had an Aww. excuse. Okay. So he did have a, a reason to be dressed like that. But then you don't have an excuse to dress like you do. Well, yeah, but that's, that was that night that I just... Me and you got talking, I went, I could do with a week off here. I could do with a break. And that's what we did. We took a brief break from the podcast. To be fair, it was more just the fact that we had really pushed ourselves in December. Yeah. <laughs> and we just didn't have the time anymore to get the next three episodes out at a decent quality. In a decent and time, a decent and time. a decent quality. Yeah. We recorded one, ladies and gentlemen, uh, mm. which was an hour and 45 and Steve managed to get about 25 minutes and stuff out of it. Oh, yeah. It was just, just good. Well, i got to be honest with you. It was interesting to me and you, but for the general public, mm. you know, and plus, i got to be honest with you, you had a mouth like a gutter on you. 
Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I say, it's December and January. What can I say? I'm in a bad mood. All I do is all I do is eat soup and swear. That's all I do. Sweary soup. Sweary soup. You can put letters in and you can make the best swear words with your soup. Ah, oh, you could stick some alphabet noodles into your yellow stick of soup. Hey, I'm, I'm just amazing you good ideas. You shouldn't really play with your food, though. Crude croutons. Crude croutons. Well, that enslaves the body parts. Mmm. I'm like, I'm not sure Aldi will sell them, but, um, yeah. And some us. Perhaps <laughs> do your crude croutons, please. Yeah. I think they've got a long shelf life on them, don't they? Yeah, they've got knobs and nips. There you go. Knobs and nips. Knobs and nips. Nips and knobs. Couldn't imagine me granny asking for a packet of um, knobs and nips. Knobs and nips. Oh, no. Oh, God. You've been you've been doing you. I've been doing me. As it were. His name's not you. It's Hugh. We are back now on another, another jaunt on the island here. We are. We are. It's nice to be back. I tell you what I love about this. One, we're back in the saddle, as it were. Mm-hmm. Two. Two, we said, right, one o'clock Friday. One o'clock Friday, and we are here. Yeah. Recording this now. So yeah. people that told me we record on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. How how have you prepared, ready for this encounter on Agony Island? So for me, I've um I've got the Becky's question together. Mm-hmm. I've got the problem together. I've set up the recording. I've had a shower. Oh, it's at that time of the month already. See, this always happens. I'll put a bit of thought in. You basically just turn up. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I've actually put a lot of thought into this. I've actually put a lot of thought into this. What, having a shower? You put a lot oh, of yeah. thought into having oh, yeah. a shower. I, I okay. use one of them scrubbies. All right. Okay. You've exfoliated. I have. I'll tell mm. you what. Oh, I need to get the entire snake skin in that shower. Oh, lovely. I had to get a plunger and everything. Mm-hmm. That's not a soup you want to think about on a January. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> oh. So what have you actually been doing before we started recording this? I've, I've actually, I've just been, uh, I've been reading a book about, um, it's, I've been reading books about detectives set in the northeast of England, in the northwest of England, right? Oh, nice. I've been reading a lot of detective books as well. Have you? Oh, yeah. it's something we read. Um, so I only read now crime mysteries right and the person investigating the crime has to be a middle-aged woman or older right don't know why it's just what i'm what i'm reading they're called cozy crimes apparently the last one i read is called the dinner lady detectives i've been reading the bingo hall detectives oh have you i have is that set up here uh no oh okay down south right but it's canny yeah, I've just start, I just started the other day. Give us a tell us tell us what it's about a little bit because I I do think I'm going to read that um, one. A pensioner dies, and the thing that's a bit funny. Right, that's what I've got. Right, I mean a pensioner dying isn't that unusual. Well, that's what one of them says. Mm. Depends by what. But she was rich. Oh, she was rich. She was like healthy, like Joanna Lumley healthy. Oh, I love Joanna Lumley. Oh, she's great in up top. Sweetie, darling, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. So that's where they're going, hang on a second. This mm. is a bit wrong. I know that is a bit wrong. She was like Joanna Lumley healthy. She's she's not at the uh, the average pensioner ready to go stage. I mean, I don't think the average pensioner is ready to go, but as you get older, statistically you are more likely to die. Okay. Well mine mm. Well, I finished it now. I yeah. read it quite quickly actually. 
Uh, look at me bragging about look my reading. Bragging, I can read. Look at me, I can read and I can read fast. Um, no, it was more, I didn't have anything else to do. We weren't recording the podcast, so I read a book. Um, anyway, it was um, The Dinner Lady Detectives, and it's yeah. about a couple of women in their 60s who work in a school canteen. Hence, they are dinner ladies. And there's a dinner lady who was about 80. I don't know why she was still working, but she died. And that was a bit suspect. Mm. And so they went investigating it. And I'm yeah, noticing so, a theme between mine and your book. Yeah, so, yeah. Middle-aged lesbians solving a crime. That's basically right. what they, it they is. Are, the, the, the lesbian bit just dropped in there. I mean, they get married at the end and they live together. Because if they're not lesbians, then it's just a couple of friends getting married either for a green card or tax evasion. Is this like Fifty Shades of Grey detective stuff here? No, no, no. The most they do is hold hands and complain about toffee pennies in a, um, in a quality street. Just because they're lesbians doesn't mean it's got to be porn. Instead of the red room, it's the red biscuit barrel of piss. You don't read Fifty Shades? No, I've never read Fifty Shades. Oh, what a load of shade it was. Uh, well, why, why, why are you reading it? Like... I just looked through and read the rude bits. Hmm. No, I had to because it was when it was really popular. Hmm. People were talking, it, so I can make jokes about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, sure. Honestly, you're just a dirty man. You're a dirty, dirty man. That's why you read it. The, the rude bits weren't even up to like Razzle standard. Were they not? <laughs> they were rubbish. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the movies. I didn't. I just honestly don't care. Like I was just saying, it's just not for me. This book wasn't written for me. If you've got to use the word frothing in a description of sex, you're in trouble. <laughs> I just waited until you had a drink of your yogurt there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. I'm trying to eat this protein yogurt. I keep muting my microphone so I can keep eating it so I don't have to keep like mute, like editing it out later. <laughs> actually, when, actually, when we're going to do it, just see if someone that's going to make you laugh. Just see if you're going to all over your computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's dear. Not, I just promise you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. So, so you read Fifty Shades, you've read Fifty Shades of Grey, and you're, and you're pretending you did it for work. Okay. I did. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I believe your thousands I wouldn't. I am completely... Uh, secure in who I am and as a person, I can tell you, the writing was subpar. Mm. The storyline was shite. Mm-hmm. She needed to get out of that. Really. That was an abusive relationship, that. Hmm. I don't know. As I said, I didn't read it. But it doesn't sound great. And it absolutely isn't for me. Do you know, yeah, yeah. I think we live in a wonderful age where pretty much no matter what you are interested in or what is it, no king shaming here, whatever turns you on, whatever you enjoy, because of the internet, you will be able to find somebody else who has the same, prog- you know, the whole furry existence thing. Oh, yeah. Leave them to uh, it. That's a, that's a saying that now it's bringing people together. Um, mind you, the amount of people who are into true crime is a scary amount. I see. I, I'm not that asked by true crime. Oh. I don't know. I'd, everyone loves true crime, don't they? Yeah, I did me too in the subculture. Mm. Um, I was doing some research on podcasts, mm-hmm. and the most profitable podcasts are all true crime ones. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, do we do we start chucking in some true crimes that have been going yeah, on? I was looking. I was like, have no. you been burgled recently? That'd be a true crime. Oh. We could talk about that. 
you do some crimes against fashion. That's a that's a true yeah, crime. Don't we you could... start on me. Don't you start on me. I've got I've got a brand new wardrobe. Ah, so you were burgled. They even nicked your wardrobe. I went through and got rid of a load of suspect clothing. Right, and then replaced it with more suspect clothing. Just bought a new suit. That's tweed. It doesn't make us look like Mister Toad from Wind in the Willows either. Look at your face. Oh, I Jesus Christ! Like, you hear that on the podcast? But he's just doing a full-on Kenneth Williams. Ah, I'm shocking that mate. You're my friend. I am your friend, and that's why I'm allowed to say these things. It's a lovely suit. Okay, hopefully it suits you. Did you take the missus along at least to pick a suit? You didn't just get it yourself, I'm did you? Skills. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's just getting worse and worse. Three hundred and eighty kids quid down to one hundred and twenty. Right. Okay. That's a lot of material. That. It, it is a lot of material, but also I might have ordered the wrong pants with the jacket though. I know you you allowed mismatch. That's kind of Are okay. Even if they're both tweed. Like, well, not if they're both tweed, but you can you can get like it would probably be all right if like the trousers were like black and then the the top like the blazer was like tweed. That would probably be all right. Or vice versa. One's charcoal and one's black. No one's going to tell the difference. One's got red tweed on it and yours got blue tweed. Right, okay. So you've so let me get this right. You've bought a suit and it's not even matching. It sounds awful. And you've bought it in a sale because no one else was buying it. And you sure. think that's a, a step up in your wardrobe choices. I do. I call hmm. it me Doctor Who pants. Your Doctor Who pants. Because I feel like Doctor Who when I wear them. Okay. We're in the UK. We're in the UK. It's trousers. Not pants. I don't know. They're really warm. Yeah, well, they will be. They're, they're tweed. Try wearing that in the summer to a wedding. I'm going to. Oh, man, seriously, I look lush and tweed. Honestly. If I ever get married, I'd, I'm, I don't think I can invite you. I'm just worried about what, you, what you'll be wearing. <laughs> Do you know what? I went, my mate, Jimmy the Vegan, and I can mention mm-hmm. him by name. He won the, you know, the link up on the bingo. No, I don't know that. Right, okay. So you have the national game on the bingo, right? Which is where they link up all the bingo halls around the country. This is interesting. He I won didn't 300 know this. Grand. I've, never, I've honestly never been to bingo. He won, I think it was nearly 300 grand he won. And uh, he, nice. he, he's known this last. He's known this last for a while. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at this. He took her in Argos, got down on one name, said, pick any ring, we're getting married. Right? So she got to pick the ring, we're yeah. getting married. So he. He had me as one of the best, like, best man and ushers at his wedding, right? But I was one of the ushers. Right. So his best man was his brother. His ushers was me, another lad with a doorman called Charlie, who's quite big, right? Right. And then Danny, and Danny's like, uh, he's a big fella. He's a big yeah. fella, but he's like a bodybuilder, right? Nice. And when we're in the suit shop trying on the suits, his his last was have you not got any normal sized friends? We were all stood there going, Oh Wow, that's very yeah. blunt. Well I tell you what, he didn't marry her. He uh, he ended up he realised she was a right bag. And then nice. he used to give her forty grand and said, Look, it's not working, there's forty grand, see ya. Oh, that's nice. I know he's a my daft lad. Jimmy. Oh god, I've never had any past relationships where someone's gone there's forty grand, piss off. I wish they did. Nobody knows why he's called Jimmy the Vacant. He just introduces himself as Jimmy the Vacant. Oh, God, no. He doesn't look like a Vacant. Mm. That's really... Does he go around plundering people? No, no, no. Oh, no, you couldn't really nice a blow. Does he want to get buried at sea? Is that it? I don't know. No, I, I've asked him many times where he's going. I've always been called Jimmy the Vacant. <laughs> it's one of the things we just go, I okay. 
Oh, God, honestly, you do have some weird nicknames, don't you? You don't got made for nicknames. No, not really. I mean, if you've got a couple of friends with the same name, then sometimes you might add something to, like, differentiate the two of them in, like, a group. So, like, um, Tall Adam, for example. I'll tell you what, that, that's the, because um, the, the, the one about the guy where he goes, uh, um, you've got me saving your phone. And I'm 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 uh, starting. I'm, I'm, what was listed? I'm listed in your phone of the word jumper cables. Why are you in the things of jumping cables? Because you're always starting some shit. That's good. I like that. That's that's clever. I once knew somebody as wobbly Kevin. What? Like that guy described you in the toilet? No, no, no. He, he uh, lost part of his leg. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's horrendous. I didn't call him that. You used to tell everybody he's called Wobbly Kev. <laughs> no! <Yeah. laughs> oh no! You used to oh, drink my... the water. <laughs> oh, honestly, I love people. I do. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, bless him. Okay. Yeah, Mates with nicknames. There's loads of people I know who've got nicknames like that. No. No. Yeah. I don't really. That very much sounds like a, a you problem. And that's what we're here for. For people's problems. But what we're here, but what we're here all, ladies and gentlemen, we're all about the problems. That's what we are. So, on that, let's get to the problem this week. This week's problem comes in from, as always, Anonymous. All right? Yay. Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Get off I your phone. Pay attention. I was... <laughs> Actually, I was making sure I was on silent, shithead. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. I believe you thousands wouldn't. <laughs> so let's begin. Hi, guys. I was wondering if you could try and help me solve a problem I have with one of my friends. I'm in a friend group that tends to meet up around once a month, and we always rotate who hosts. One friend tends to bring raw cookie dough and asks for it to be cooked in the oven of whoever is hosting. She says it's because the recipe needs the dough to sit for at least four hours before she can cook it, and she doesn't have time to do this at home before she brings it round. Is it rude to bring only half-baked goods? And if it is rude, how would you tell your friend to stop doing this? Thanks in advance. Do you know what it is? That is a difficult one, that. Because, as a hmm. cookie aficionado, as I am, yeah. um, maybe she wants it to be hot and chewy, straight out of the oven. Mm, okay. So, I get that bit there, right? Right. However, you you would ask beforehand and say, hey, look, is it okay if I come over and do this? It's a bit weird. Like... And uh, yeah, you see, I wouldn't think it's that weird. I would. Um, I've got. I've got a mate of ours who. Nice. Um, I mean, you. I'm no longer see them. They used to. They would prepare um, some little crudités. Right. Party, and then would basically bring them over and let, finish them off quickly, so that they were heated up and warmed. That sounds like finishing it off, though. This person looks like they basically took some ingredients together, brought them round, and then decided to cook them in someone else's oven because the energy prices are too much. 
Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But you know, maybe I'm just being a negative Nelly. No, um, no, I tell you, no, it's an interesting one. Um, the gas I, prices. Well, yeah, you know, it, it, it isn't cheap like energy costs, and I, I believe you, me, my bill's just gone up again. Mm, got up. Yeah, I've got to give at least one kidney a month now. Mm. Um, and I've got to be honest with you, I, I didn't give him a, a beanbag the other day. And hope, hopefully, they're not going to check. <laughs> um, no, it, it's. It, oh, I'm tongue tied on this because I have to say, I would not be offended if somebody said to do that. Right. But if that's their MO and they do it every time, I would yeah. say, learn something new. Yeah, it's a bit. I, I think, honestly, I think it's a bit weird. I would not in any way think, you know what, I'm going to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna whack me batter together for me cakes, right? <laughs> Let's say I'm making a fairy cake, right? Because why not? Are you really just, are you really, you really just trying to get me not to go for any innuendo today? <laughs> I'm gonna whack me batter together, and then I'm gonna make myself a fairy cake. Come on, <laughs> come on. <sighs> um. Well, for what we were saying earlier, hopefully not in a public toilet. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hello, George Michael. Anyway, um, he took ownership on that, though, didn't he? He did. He did. I he think he was. I think that. he was targeted particularly for that. But you know, I've got no but good praise for George Michael. I can't even piss at a urinal. There's no chance I'm doing any of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah, I know. All right, it is horrible, isn't yeah. But anyway, we, you, we're going off the problem again because I, I mentioned butter. Like, no, we're now actually, talking no, about public sex in bathrooms. You, you brought it back. You brought it straight mm. back to George Michael. Don't blame <laughs> me. Don't blame me. You're the one. Right, anyway, back to the problem. I would not whack my cake batter together, yeah. right? Yeah. And then take it to someone's house and go... Do you mind if I just whack this in your oven at gas mark five or whatever for 20 well, minutes? Well, if it's a barbecue. Yeah, but yeah. if a barbecue, if you've been asked to bring food and it's going to be cooked there and then, that's fine, because that is what you do at a barbecue, well, actually, isn't it? That is an entirely different question. But would you... What, yeah, but if you were going to a barbecue, what would right, you, you take yourself, You take yourself a couple of prawns and a chicken breast or a corn burger, right? Take them along. You wouldn't come along with cupcake batter and go whack that in as well, will ya? Yeah. Do ya? Oh, yeah. Sometimes you have that where people go, oh, I'll bring this, I'll bring that, right? Yeah. If he said to me, I've made some cookie dough, could we finish it off of yours? I'd be like, not a problem. Right, okay. People fall into routines and saying, I will bring this and I'll bring that, right? And it's stuff you're good at. Is this person's cookies good enough to cook it to somebody else's oven is what I'm trying to say. Or mm -hmm. are they fairly average cookies? I don't know. Maybe I should message them and ask. I mean, in the question, they do say, "Yeah, the door needs to sit for at least four hours before cooking, and they don't have time to do this uh -huh. at home." It just sounds like bad planning to me. It does sound like Billy bullshit. That, like, yeah, I think, yeah, they're either really bad at planning, or they just don't want to pay their own lecky or gas bill. Maybe, the maybe they don't have a bacon tray. Ah, don't be daft, man. Everyone's got a bacon tree, even if it's about 50 years old and covered in rust. Yeah. I think we're looking, I think we're looking too deep. So, I think for you, for you, fine. I can turn yeah. up with raw dough yeah. and you'll cook it for us. Yeah. Me, 
if you turn up with more dough, I'm going to feel a bit put out. So didn't bother. All right. I think that's. I think that's. The, I think that's the moral of that story. I'll take the spin and just say, why do we need to bother cooking it? Give it a slice of cookie dough. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No, no man, you dirty. No, do you never just okay. eat cookie dough all by itself? The man who's pushing 30 stone to the lad who goes to the gym every day. No, I don't eat raw cookie dough. It's lush. No. Hey, the... Come to the dark side. <sighs> the closest I get to that is the ice cream. Oh, it tastes dirty. It tastes dirty because it is dirty and you're going to make yourself ill. Just take ice cream out and eat a full bar of cookie dough. Oh. Yeah, and once you try it, you'll not go back. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Right. I think we've answered that question. So... Shall we get on to the next section? Becky's question. Becky, what have you got for us this week? This week's question. How do you tell someone that they've parked really badly? Be nice. Right, I can, I can dive in with this one, actually. And mm. it shows that I've been sticking my New Year's resolution as well. Because um, I'll, there's, a, there's a, a Facebook account called You Park Like a Twat. Or maybe it's a different word. Right. We don't like these. And what it is, is when you see somebody who's parked really badly mm. because they've got a nice car. Yes. You take a photo and they put it up and they blur the license plate out for you and do all that. Well, I, <laughs> I was outside the Aldi, <laughs> as you do, mm. and somebody had parked one of those BMW sports cars across two bays. Was it my car, was it? No, 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 no. The, I, I'm not, this is the problem. I started to take a photo of this person parking really badly. Right. And they came back to the car as I was doing so. Oh, God. And this bloke went, are you taking a photo of my car? And I went, yeah. And he went, why? Now, I thought I can either stay this out and say, that's a really nice car, or you park like a twat, right? Yeah. Were you honest? Well, I've said that I'm going to try and avoid argument as one of my New Year's resolutions. Oh, good. Right. So I went to answer him, and he looked at us. And then he said to us, he goes, it would be a bit of a tight squeeze for you. Wow. And I went, mate, you park like a twat. You park like a twat. Look at the way you parked. You can't even park a car. You shouldn't drive a nice car like that because you can't even park it properly. You're a knacker. And you park your car so anybody scratches on it. And he looked at us like that and he went, so you don't want a car like that? I went, no, I don't want a car like that. I've got a car which I can park. And then, because I was in such a, a, a delicate mood, <laughs> I then walked off, right? I've not sent his photo in. Because right. I think he kind of had... But, I mean, why would you say to me it'd be a bit of a tight squeeze? Yeah, that's weird. Like, why do I people think, think that's funny? I think he thought I was admiring his car. Mm. Do you know what car it was? It was a it was a BMW sports car. No, but what was it? What was the model? It was a BMW sports car. And it was black. And then it was a black car. I don't even have cars. How did the doors open? On the side. <laughs> Just like that. Right, it, was okay. like, it was like a Back to the Future job. Mm. Right. So it wasn't... So it didn't, like, go up a little bit at the sides when the doors opened? No, 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 no. No, so it wasn't an I-8 then? Mate, I don't know what cars are. Okay, okay, fine. It was a, a pricey sports car. 
Did it look like mine? No, 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 no. No, it didn't look like yours. It, it, it was like decent money, not doctor money. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. No, it was a nice, it was a nice sport car. Yeah, but I probably can't was, afford it to be honest. He only parked it because he's scared he was going to get his car scratched. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Sorry, I've done that from time to time. Uh huh. Oh my god, your face! You look like I've just took a dump in the middle of your living room carpet. <laughs> I wonder if my car's on any of those websites. I'm going to have to look yeah, for it. I'll, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you want you want to check. Yeah, I don't do it that often because what I usually do is I usually park. There's quite a few turned up in Sunderland, actually. Yeah, I park really far away. So, like, I tend to park as far away from the shop as possible because then people aren't going to park next to me. So that's what I do. Do you know what I hate? Late at night, mm. people coming from the gym, parking in the parent-child disabled space to run into the shop and get something. Yeah, you I don't do that. shit hawks. Yeah, I don't do that. I always avoid that. I tend to just park really far away. But even, my God, I'm so bad at parking. Though. I am bad. Like, I really struggle. I usually just go, everyone, if anyone's in the car with me, I'm just like, just close your eyes. Just pretend it's not happening. <laughs> Things you can see in the car as you can see in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's really wrong. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Close your eyes, pretend it's not happening. Could also be the name of your sex tape or OnlyFans. That's horrible. That, it, is, that is, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. It is horrible, I'll tell you. Yeah. But yeah. See, <laughs> so basically, my parking is horrendous. Yeah. So yeah, awful. I'm just really bad at it. I always think if you've got a call that you're worried about, somebody's going to scratch it. Are you worried about that? Yeah, but no, it's more... So that's why I park away from people. That's the yeah. first thing. And number two, I park away from people because I can't park between two cars very uh-huh. easily. Uh-huh. I find it really hard. Is this why you're not a surgeon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. I was trying to separate his ribs. However, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I think it's okay to do that. I um, People never say it plainly, though. People never say mm-hmm. you park badly. Yeah. I've had it where somebody somebody put a sticker on my car once. Yeah. Saying, were you pissed when you parked this? Yeah. And I found it just stuck under my windscreen way back, and I was angry for a good two days over that. Yeah, but did you deserve it? I honestly wouldn't be that surprised if anyone left me a nice little note about my parking. No one has yet. When I lived in London, um, I had this friend, and she used to park on this um, street of terraced houses and cars used to like park right in front of her and right behind her and like trap her in. Yeah. That used to happen quite regularly. And then she used to always write little notes and stuff on people's um on people's windscreens, just go, Did you, did you just not want my car to leave today? I had to claim through my boot once at the Kilo shopping centre in live. And I right. had to claim through my boot to try to get to my front seat because I was still stuck in I couldn't get in. I ripped my pants trying to get in there, and when I was sticking half in, half out, like Winnie the Bloody Pooh, this mm. bloke got in his car just went, what's he doing? And I was like, you, you fucking twat, I'm stuck in the car, I can't get in. And then he pulled the car out, and then I was almost stuck trying to claim through. Wow. I got really bad leg cramps. I got How really do you get leg. in these fucking situations? That's what I want to know. Because I had to get in the car, I had to get back to work, and I was stuck. Mm, okay. Yeah, also, if you're worried about and your I'm car... I'm really flat. 
and I tried to climb through the car. I tried to climb over the back seat of the car. All right, don't shame us. I just did it. I mean, that shows your dedication to get back to work, though. So that's I quite good. I um, if you want to try and avoid people scratching your car, it's always good to try and avoid parking next to two door cars because two door cars doors are longer than yeah. um, so and they're more they're more likely to hit you. That was brought to you by the I've got a nice car, please don't scratch it. Society. It was. Yeah. Well, I think that's answered that question. There's that problem sorted. I don't know if it has. All it's all we've found out is that I'm really bad at parking and you get really angry at people parking and I think that's about it. I tried yeah. not but because I was We parking, haven't actually answered what we do to tell people. You take pictures of people and then get caught. Well, uh, so that's what you do. And I had a friend who used to leave notes. Um, and I just tell everyone to close their eyes and pretend that's not happening when I'm parking. Maybe don't tell people they're bad at parking. Just don't. Maybe just get the bus instead. <laughs> that may be. That may be the way forward. Honestly, I have gone... You know what? A couple of times in my life, I've got to an event, right? Could not park the car, turned around oh. and went home. Wow. That's how bad at parking I've been in the past, where I've just gone, I can't park my car anywhere here. Fuck it, I'm going home. If you ever, if you ever invite me somewhere and I don't turn up, right? <laughs> yeah, I've said I'm coming. There's a good chance I've turned up, right? Not being able to park my car and just gone home. Right? And there's times when I've parked at Tim Hortons, I went, why is he parked all the way over there? That's oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, that's what I do, yeah. Thank you, you do have a lovely car. You do have a lovely No, car. I'm just really, I'm bad at parking it. Even, it can park itself, though, that's the thing. And even though it can, I don't trust it to. And so, yeah, it's got to be better than I am. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like it's a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've all discovered something here, dear. Um, pretty much, mainly about Stephen. But it's been an interesting journey together. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Now, if you want to get your problem on the show, <laughs> maybe, you, you, maybe you've uh, got a friend who's just been rooting about your cookie dough. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you've been almost verbally assaulted by a large man at a car park. <laughs> drop, us, drop us at your email at uh, agonypod at gmail.com yeah. or hit us up on our socials that like you so often like to do. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week. We will. We will. Bye. And before I say goodbye, I'm going to say, here's an outtake. And thank you very much for coming back and listening to us. We really appreciate it. Well, we'll, because I can't remember anyway. So we'll just do you as the um, the intro this time. Um, I've listened to Becky's bits again. All right. (laughs) They've been growling at me. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. I've already started. already started. It's already started. <laughs> it's a slow descent. Oh, God, right. we haven't even started the episode yet. You've been listening to Agony Island with my boys, Stefan and Steven. The show will return next week, but always feel free to dive into past episodes and like and subscribe and do all that nonsense that they always tell you to do. If you want, you can send your problems or anything else to agonypod at gmail.com. And maybe the boys can witter on about your email next time.